I'm Pete Primo. This is the podcast for furniture and mattress store owners who want to make more money without the BS. Welcome to the No BS Sales, Marketing, and More podcast for furniture and mattress stores. If you own a furniture or mattress store or you work in one, this is a podcast for you. Episode 009, Pete Primo here with Latex Maven. Jeff Gober, Jeff, thank you for being here and answering the questions about latex. How are you today, man? I'm doing very well. Thanks for having me. So a little bit of disclosure. Me and Jeff are friends. So if it, it seems like uh, at times we're a little too familiar with each other, it's probably because we were. We met each other working at Sutherland years ago and uh, found out that we were both uh, Division Three football heroes and uh, and now we're both selling mattresses <laughs> he's selling latex and i'm selling mattresses so here we are um, we have a bunch of questions and i'm going to open this up bill has a question what is the different kinds of latex dunlap and tile as well as sapsa and all of these other types also what happened to latex bedding it used to be in every store and now i haven't seen it in my market for a solid three years at all just gone is it still relevant is it a is it still a relevant bedding category should i seek out a manufacturer that offers it and carry it in my own store why jeff you got about six questions there have at it my friend absolutely i think to open up uh to answer the first part of the question the different types of latex there's really three methods on making latex there's the oldest method which is dunlop there's a form of Dunlop, which is called continuous process, and then there's a tally process. The three are very, very well known in the latex world. They're all very good quality. There are slight differences. The continual process is poured more like foam on a continual belt, where it kind of you know pours to a certain height. Uh, it's a very good quality product, uh, but it is in what you call the Dunlop family. The Dunlop can be either, again, continuous or molded, where they basically fill a cavity full of latex, they bake it, you know, they open and done, and what happens is the heavier particles settle to the bottom, kind of like polyurethane foam. And then there's a tally method where it's that kind of same pin core aluminum mold where they fill it partial way with latex, close it, extract the air by pulling a vacuum, freeze it to not let the particles settle to the bottom, then bake it, then open it, vulcanize it, and it's done. So you have a very, very consistent piece of latex. And kind of the rule of thumb, at least with my history in foam, is Dunlop makes a very good base, tally makes a very good top, and that's kind of, I guess you could say, the three methods of making latex. And I think the second part of your question is, I think uh, Bill said he hasn't seen it in his market in a while. And that's true in some markets. Tally latex, or latex in general, was a dominant category back in, I would like to say, 2005, 6, 7, 8, 9. And it kind of fell off with the real emergence of, of viscose, and especially the gels. And I don't think it was promoted as much as it should have been. And I think latex, to be successful on a retail floor... You have to have it on the floor, number one. And number two, it comes down to training. People on the retail floor are going to sell what they're comfortable with. And if they're not trained properly on latex, whether it's towel lay, continuous, or Dunlop, the benefits of latex, the features, so forth, they're going to kind of shy away from it. So again, I think first off, the retailer has to have it. And second, they have to promote it. And third, they have to train on it. Awesome, Jeff. Thanks. Um, next question is common questions we get. This is from Ben McClure, allergies to latex. Exactly. What is it exactly? Doesn't it dry out and crumble? 
Why don't stores carry it? Of course, gardeners wrote a guide addressing these questions. So, have at it, Jeff. Well, the dry and crumble, I know what that is. That's some old stuff that had a bunch of additives to it, and it wasn't pure latex. And Well, uh, kind of two parts of questions here. The first off, the allergies. People are allergic to the protein that's found in natural latex. Okay, so, like, for instance, a blended latex, which is, let's say, for for sake of conversation, 80% synthetic latex, 20% natural, the protein doesn't exist in the synthetic part of that conversation. So of the 20%, like in our process in the towel lane, we have a five-cycle washing system that not only washes out a lot of the soaps and compound agents or residual materials, but also that protein associated with allergies is the first part. So it's washed out. And the second part, it's not an airborne allergy, it's contact allergy. So somebody to be allergic to the bed would literally have to strip the bed of all the materials down to the raw latex, sleep on the raw latex, to even have a chance to be allergic to it. And kind of a little further on that, remember back, um, I don't know, maybe eight, nine years ago, all the allergic reactions to the doctor gloves and so forth, they were made with some natural latex properties in them, and they were skin-to-skin contact. Now when you look at doctor's gloves and Band-Aids and so forth, they say latex-free. Well, it doesn't mean there's no latex in it. It means there's no natural latex in it. It's been moved to all synthetic, so the allergy problem went away. Um, I think the second part of your question had to do with the drying out and crumbling. That can happen to any foam, any latex at any time because of two things, light and air. Any foam or visco or Dunlop or continuous or tallow latex that's exposed to ultraviolet light and air is going to crumble over time. Now, in a mattress, it shouldn't, but over time, you know, you've got the tape edge, the seams, air is going to get in there eventually. So eventually, when you open up, a, let's say, a latex mattress every 10 or 15 years, the integrity of the foam is outstanding, but maybe the edges have a little bit of crumble on them, and it's simply because the air got in. I, I want to dive into this a little bit more. So a customer comes in a store and says, you know, don't show me latex, I think. I have a latex allergy or I do have a latex allergy. I mean, probably the easiest thing to do is to show them something else. But if we wanted to just take a swipe at it and see if we could turn that customer around, um, we could let them know that for you to get a reaction to latex, you would have to sleep on latex skin to skin that means you would have to take the latex physically out of the bed and sleep on it directly. And it would only, um, the only way you could even make that work is if your latex was unwashed. But your latex, all the proteins are washed away. So even then it would be difficult to get a reaction. Yes. And if you think about this, we're the world's largest producer of tally latex pillows in the world. So you can't get a more close to, you know, your, your basically your face and breathing, you know, sleeping surface than a pillow. And in our history, we've never had a reported case of allergic reaction to a latex pillow. So um, I'm not saying somebody can't be allergic to it, but uh, it just does not come across very often. Now, my recommendation at the retail floor, like you said, if somebody took a swipe at it, you've got that customer that just keeps saying, I'm allergic, I'm allergic, I'm allergic, I'm allergic. Don't sell them a latex mattress because it's going to come back whether they're allergic or not. Right, right. Absolutely. Um, all right, let's see what else. From my uh, co-host, Doug Stewart, who couldn't be here because something popped up at last second. 
What's better for someone who's had back surgery, memory foam, inner spring, or latex? I think it really, that's a hard question to answer. And I'm going to take a very, I guess, uh, easy way out and say it really depends on the person and the body style because everybody's got different body styles, different height, different weights, different back issues. And, you know, tally latex might work good for me. Visco might work good for you. And, you know, inner spring might, you know, work for, for somebody else. So that's a hard question to ask. I would say that latex is the most resilient material out there and has the most, um, pushback if you will so does that mean it has more than a, a you know a you know inner spring no but in the foam world you're not going to find anything more resilient with more support than than tally latex so i would say if you're talking about pure foams tally latex would be number one again can i compare it to an inner spring you know which is obviously coils and metal no i think it really depends on what gives that person the best relief on their back uh, it's an individual choice yeah, I, I would I would agree with that. Um, that that is a that's a tricky question. Thanks, Doug, for the tricky question. Um, <laughs> the one thing that I would question that I would ask a customer is, do you want to sleep on the bed or in the bed? If they want to sleep in the bed, they might like memory foam better. If they want to sleep on the bed, they probably like latex better. You know, I always like the analogy of latex is like having, you know, hundreds of thousands of little teeny tiny coils pushing back on you. It's still comfortable, but it really kind of gives you a uniformity of support that you can't get with other uh, foams. Exactly. And, and I also think that, you know, if you were to take, and I know a lot of people, you know, use the term hybrids today. You know, you take, let's say, a nice pocket of clothing unit and you put three inches of tally latex over it. You've got the best of both worlds. You've got the support from the inner spring and the latex. So I think, you know, that could be a great combination for some of the back issues because you're going to get proper support, proper spine alignment, comfort, breathability, durability, and resiliency all in one package. So, again, it's, it's a tricky question, but I think, you know, there's so many beds out there and so many technologies. I think a person with a back issue is going to find a solution. Yeah, I I love latex and uh, inner spring combination beds. They're, so they do can I. really be uh, fantastic. So my old teammate that I used to work with at United Sleep Products, Jeff Siegel. What's up, Jeff? Um, what is the difference between pure latex and synthetic? What does the process? What does the process to produce both differ? And how? do the features differ? I think he was in a hurry. Well, I'm kind of uh, reading the question as we talk. The word pure latex and synthetic are very tricky. And I'll tell you why. Because pure latex is a marketing word that could mean foam. It could mean Dunlop. It could mean towel. It could mean anything you want. There is no such thing as pure latex. There is you know, 100% natural latex. There is blended latex. There's latex infused with things. But pure latex that comes out of a rubber tree, it simply looks like maple syrup. So literally, you'd have to fill your tub with, you know, the, the maple syrup and lay in it, which wouldn't be very comfortable to have pure latex. Now, there is synthetic <laughs> latex. <laughs> so you know, wrong. You know, which is obviously latex made in the factory, which is extremely durable and comfortable and so forth. But again, that's a tricky question. I think the, the real question is what types of latex are out there. And there is all synthetic. There is a mixture, meaning synthetic and natural. And then there's all natural. So you really have three types without getting into the infused, you know, infused with gel, infused with copper, silver, whatever people want to put in. But really there's three 
main formulas? And that's, I think that's the real question. And again, you can have either in any method. You can have synthetic, natural, or blend in Dunlop or Talloway. Now, the second part of the question, um, how do the features differ? Again, it's, it's kind of a, it's a hard question to ask because, you know, in any of them, like say we're talking Talloway and it was all synthetic, it's going to be very durable not going to feel real resilient. If it's all natural, it feels really resilient and it's durable, but not quite as durable as the blend. So they kind of differ by, I like to use the analogy, synthetic is where you get your durability, natural is where you get your feel and resiliency, and when you blend them together, you kind of get the best of both worlds. Yeah, and, you know, one of the, um, um, one of the things that people really get hung up on, Jeff, is... Sometimes they mix up natural, synthetic, and blends with Dunlap or Talalay, which are processes. Absolutely. And they flip them and, and, you know, a lot of times reps get bad information because of a trainer on the wholesale level didn't do a good job or a presenter didn't do a good job. And now the reps run out there with bad information and, and the poor RSAs are getting all the bad information and they're passing that bad information on and it really becomes a really uh, bad dynamic that, that happens. So and part of the reason we're having this podcast today is, you know, Jeff has been, how long have you been doing this? 15, 20 years now? Well, I've been in and around the foam industry at different aspects, whether it's fabrication side, latex, or polyurethane, for a little over 20 years. Um, you know, so I've, I've been in and around foam since literally I graduated college. Wow. 33 years. I got you beat, man. <laughs> yeah, so, I've been um, doing it a little while. That, that, that's, that's awesome. Um, the other thing that I would say to Jeff is um, – when I think of synthetic, uh, sometimes people think that synthetic is bad. But when I think of synthetic, I think of synthetic as probably the most consistent in its feel. And, and you know, 100% natural sounds really, really great. Um, but it could be really, really tricky. And I want to talk about something that no one wants to talk about, Jeff. And... And, and and that is, you know, you hear about this 100% natural latex coming from Czechoslovakia or from wherever, from abroad, and then they get it here and they're very disappointed with the consistency, they're disappointed with the feel, and they find out that there's all kinds of fillers have been added to that latex. Can you talk about that? A little bit sure. of the underbelly of the latex world? Yes, I think that uh, some of the imports out there, the quality, as you know, uh, is not very good. And what I mean by not very good is I've seen some some latexes out there uh, in the Dunlop world that have come from overseas that almost look like they're collapsing on themselves before you even start to cut into it. And then once you do cut into it, the cell structure is not consistent. And then once you do compression sets and so forth, you kind of get the truth about the latex and uh, the quality is not very good. Now, I think the U.S. manufacturers of latex, whether Dunlop or Talalane, um, have the best consistency, have the best durability. Um, I'd put any of them, you know, above some of the, some of the imported latexes. I know at, at Talalane Global, some of the things we do to to make it what we feel is the best 
is we uh, wash in a five-cycle system, like I talked about earlier, which washes out the impurities, the soaps, the compound agents, a lot of the stuff that can leave premature body sets. And then we take it one step further, and we ILD test every core in nine places to make sure that what we poured is exactly what we poured. You know, because you know we're not perfect. We can pour a very bad piece of latex, but hopefully during that ILD step, you you catch it. So if we said we're selling primo bedding a 19 ld or a 28 ld or 32 ld it's been tested nine points per twin xl or queen to make sure we're selling you those ilds and if you think about what that translates into a king is that's 18 places of testing to say that we're selling you a 32 or a 28 or whatever whatever so we really have what we feel is the, the strict strictest quality controls around because simply we don't want it back <laughs> when we supply a bedding company our tally we want them to use it and feel comfortable and feel very, very safe that it's not going to come back to them because, truthfully, we don't want it back to us. Awesome. I think we only have one more um, time for one more question. Um, Mindy is asking about latex allergies with a little bit of a twist, Jeff. And this one says... Uh, the customer's asking if it will break down fast and leave a big dip. Um, well, that's an unrelated question to allergies, but regarding the, the breakdown and, and leaving a dip, um, we've tested our latex uh, thoroughly against uh, many, many others. And our body set depression ratio is less than anybody in the market when we test it. And basically, like last year, we had less than one half of 1% return which means wow. we just don't get it back. I mean, it, when you get a piece of tally latex that has been washed in five cycles, tested in nine points, gone through a stringent quality control process, you know, made in our U.S. factory, uh, it just simply doesn't come back. And again, does that mean we're perfect? No. We make a bad piece of latex now and then. But if we do, we stand behind it. But really, I think our, our record speaks pretty strongly for ourselves that we produce, you know, great latex. And it just does not take body sets. I have an awesome question, but I have to save it for uh, for our next session, 010. So, guys, uh, if you've enjoyed this um, interview with Jeff, um, you know, in one week I'm going to... I'm going to publish uh, another one, and it's going to be uh, 010 or episode number 10, and I'll catch you guys on the flip side. Thank you for listening to the No BS Sales, Marketing, and More podcast for furniture and mattress stores. We love reviews at our podcast. They help us get found. Please review us at iTunes or Stitcher. And while you're there, please subscribe. This podcast was brought to you by Primo Furniture Sales. For more tips on selling furniture and mattresses, go to PetePrimo.com. Till we meet again, sell a million. Thank you.